Hello and welcome to the Two Dudes Football Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Fairman. As always, I'm alongside Ryan Balsiver. Ryan, oh Ryan, do we have some news for our listeners tonight? Oh, do we ever. Do we? Oh yeah, absolutely we do. A whole round of playoffs has come and gone, and now we need to talk about what's happened. It's true. I mean, part of the time you'll be seeing this, we'll have more games today, I would assume. But how did we get here? That's the question we're going to ask, and that's the question we're going to answer with this episode. And if you're listening and you're wondering, don't you guys have like a set-in-stone schedule? Why aren't you so good with like uploading? Well, uh, we're getting there. I think we're doing pretty good. And we are getting this one out a day before the second round. So all these predictions, you may be listening to this like after the second round of playoffs is coming on. We, we're making these predictions before any of these games. So just keep that in mind. We're, we're not as stupid as we look or act or are. Wait, hold on. Can we, can we think about that last one again? I don't know. All right. Anyways, wild card round of playoffs. Let's just jump right into it. The Colts and the Bills. Ryan, did you get a chance to watch that game? I did see parts of it. I didn't see the full game, but I did get to see parts of it. Well, it was a wild one, and the Bills hang on against the Colts, and they move on to the second round of the playoffs, winning 27-24. to Bills Mafia was going crazy, as you could expect, being one of the few teams to allow fans inside their arenas. And they're moving on. They got their first playoff win in over a quarter of a century, Ryan. It's been a long time coming, and I'm glad for them. I really am. Now, I really, I think we both expected the Bills to win that game. We both predicted them. The only game we disagreed on we'll get to in a moment. But honestly, it was a great game. If you got to watch it, it was very back and forth. I kind of was under the impression that Josh Allen was going to blow it. But he didn't. He's moving on, and he will be playing the Ravens tomorrow. I believe it's is it tomorrow or Sunday. We'll get there. We'll get there. As for now, let's just keep on keeping on, Ryan. Rams at Seahawks. Did you get to watch this game? I did, and man, John Wolford. John Wolford is he their new starter? No, not right now. He's not, unfortunately. <laughs> Well, John Wolford was impressive for the very what first two minutes was it? Not a not a super long time. No, he left in the first quarter. Actually, was taken to the hospital with a neck injury, and he's going to be okay. But what does that mean? It means Jared Goff, the guy who broke his thumb, what was it, two weeks prior to that game, had to step in and toss the rock, and. The Rams put up 30 points against the Seahawks. They move on to round two, winning 30 to 20. Man, I knew that the Seahawks were a fake team. I did not know that they were this fake of a team. You lost to a backup quarterback for five minutes, and then a guy with literally one hand. That is impressive. It sure is. And Jared Goff... He's tougher than I think people have given him credit for. There was a lot of flack when he got that super big uh, extension. Sorry, I'm drawing a blank. Rightfully so. Yeah, rightfully so. And it's not like he performed in a way that like shunned the doubters, if that's the right term to use. But he did play a good game, especially considering the circumstances. And the Rams are moving on. That's the bottom line. Pay Jared Goff as much as you want, but if the fine print says you're moving on to the second round of the playoffs, I think Sean McVay is pretty happy. Yeah, I mean, you pay pay to win playoff games, and guess what? You just won a playoff game. And congratulations to the Rams. That game actually threw both of us for a loop. We both had the Seahawks last week, and that just was not the case. Uh, as far as future games go, we have the not future games. Uh, the next game, uh, Buccaneers at football team. Sorry, guys, it's been a long day, but we're getting through this. We're doing it together. Buccaneers at football team. 
This is the one we just agreed on, Ryan, if you recall. I do. Did you get to watch this game? I did. Well, the Buccaneers win 31 to not yeah, the Buccaneers win 31 to 23. Only an 8-point affair, but it really did feel like Tom Brady's game for all four quarters. Taylor Henneke gave a wonderful performance. He was great. He was inspiring. He could get a chance at the starting job next year. And I called it. I called it this game was going to be a pretty close game. And while it was always clear who was in control, you got to respect a team that you can't shake. They could not shake this team. They kept coming. Henneke had the diving touchdown that really, I don't know if it actually was a touchdown or not, but it was called the touchdown. He played with spirit. He played with fire. Again, for a team that finished under 500, I don't know that you can ask for much more than what they had. Yeah, I agree. And you can't help but wonder if you're a Washington fan, what would have happened with Alex Smith at the helm? I mean, a healthy Alex Smith, not the Alex Smith of years prior, nowhere near as mobile as he used to be. And quite frankly, nowhere near as accurate as he used to be. Alex Smith used to be known for his accuracy. Now this is a Washington football team that is growing alongside Alex Smith. And I don't think you tear up Smith's contract just yet. And I don't think you give to Hanke. But I would really try to re-sign both of them if I were a Washington. I see potential in both. I see uh, quarterback, not conflict, but competition. And is that not what drives football teams? Competition? Assuming that Smith chooses to play another year, which I think is still very much a possibility he chooses not to. Yes, and I think there's a great chance he plays again. You know, as a Chiefs fan, I've followed him for years. I know his competitive spirits. I would be shocked if he did decide to retire. Not necessarily disappointed. He had a great career, but I wouldn't, I would be kind of shocked if he retired. Just personally. Yeah, I, I wouldn't expect it, but the way his career has gone and the risks he's faced, you never know. Well, to recap from last week, you picked the Buccaneers, and that held true. Well, I picked the football team because of not only sentimental reasons, but also just because of their amazing defense. And that defense wasn't, like, tossed around too, too bad. I mean, they only, like, were put up th- – the Buccaneers only put up 31 points on them, and that's total. So I'm really not too, too concerned with that football team. Like – if you're looking at their performance in the wild card round, I would look at them and go, yeah, they're a playoff team. And maybe that's a little bit of concern because they're an NFC East team. They went 7-9, and nine, under 500. You expect them to lose in the first round. But I really don't think they played like a 7-9 and nine team partially. They, they showed a lot of heart. Uh, fun fact about that is that the teams that finish under 500 and make the playoffs, Always do really well. Always. Like, go back with the history. They do great. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, this might be the first team to ever lose as a below 500 team, but I'm not 100% sure if that fact is true. But they were part for the course. They did very well. They always seem to. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. And if that is indeed a true statement, we will be posting about it. Absolutely. Uh, so be sure to check that out on the Two Dudes Instagram, the Two Dudes Football Instagram, rather. However, also, quick update. I know you're probably wondering about game picks. We'll get to that. I have an announcement about that in between reviewing last week and talking about this week. But moving on, nonetheless, the Ravens played the Titans, and this game also threw me and Ryan for a loop. Not, the, not that we're terribly surprised by the outcome, but we both did pick the Titans, and we both lost that gamble. The Ravens defeated the Titans 20-13. to Henry was not very good. Let's say that. But I don't even necessarily care that Henry wasn't very good. They were really working hard. They were stacking against him. They were doing everything to keep him from being him. The passing game should have been wide open here. I don't know if that was really a failure on the coach's end to not capitalize if that was, you know, um, please ignore that. I hope you didn't hear that. No, Um, I think we all still hear it. And I think we're all still judging you. 
that's fair. I forgot to turn off my notifications before we recorded. My my dearest apologies there. <laughs> it's all good. You know, hey, that's life, man. Something wasn't right here. Like this should have been a game where they could have won because they could have turned and made the passing game effective. The Ravens have like what a 37-year-old DB on that team. You're telling me that you can't build something off them, force them to play the pass, and then re-hit the rush. I don't know if this is a coaching failure, an execution failure, but this is a game, frankly, I think the Titans probably should have won, and they didn't. Yeah, I mean, that's why we both picked the Titans to begin with. Two years ago, everyone was talking, not two years, last year, everyone was talking about the mobility of this Ravens team. They were loaded and, frankly, still are, especially with Lamar Jackson at the helm. But I really don't see that same mobile Ravens team. They're not as vicious as they used to be. They're not as, they're still talented. They're still scary, but they're not as terrifying compared to the Titans. Go ahead. Sorry. Did they not just set the record for like rushing yards in a game by a team? Like, is that not a thing that just happened? Uh, I didn't hear about it if it did, but again, I'm not on social media. So. Uh, let me. Uh, I'll quick. I'll check that while you keep talking because I'm pretty sure that was a thing that happened. Well, my point is they did go 11 and five, which is a three three losses more than 14 and twos, which which is what they were last year. But last year in the playoffs, if you recall, the Titans just bulldozed with Henry until they didn't. When they didn't, they were able to open up their playbook. The play action was their bread and butter, and they did it successfully. They were a successful team in the passing game just as much as they were in the rushing game. And when the Ravens looked at both options and picked attack the rush, they were gambling on the Titans not being able to execute on the other end. And you know what? They just couldn't. Corey Davis had multiple drops. That offensive line couldn't give Derrick Henry any sort of protection to combat that with either. So it is what it is if you're a Titans fan. And I know this isn't the way you wanted to end your season, but it is the way it ended. And best of luck to you next year. I will be having to roast the Titans, by the way. Keep that in mind. And I'm with you, Titans fans. I was sad. I really was. Uh, Ryan, did you find that stat? I'm working on it right now. It seems like maybe not most all times. seems like the Giants hold that one. But they had a very good... Very good game here. I might have just found it. Yeah, against the Bengals, they had 404 rushing yards in the game. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't care who you play against. 404 rushing yards in a game. That's insane. That is insane. That was week 17? Yeah, that was to get them in the playoffs. Wow. Yeah, I think the key word you said there was get them in the playoffs. That's when Lamar Jackson said, you know what? Enough is enough. And that's when we saw Superman come out. And 404 yards as a team collectively, that's really good for the Ravens. So congrats to them. Uh, It's going to make game picks really interesting next round, to say the least. Now, I told my family I was going to pick the Ravens, but I'm really not sure if I will. Uh, Moving on, though, Bears at the Saints – if you had to guess, without looking at any scores or without watching the game or anything, Ryan, who would you have thought to win this game? Well, it sure wasn't the 8-8 eight and eight Bears, I can promise you that much. Which is why we both went and picked the Saints. And you know what? It happened. The Saints went and beat the Bears 21-9. And guess what? The referees weren't horrible. That is always a pleasant surprise. Maybe that's why the Saints won. It may be. Who knows? Uh, something interesting about this game is it was actually aired on Nickelodeon. I don't know if you noticed that, but they had a bunch of yeah, they had a bunch of cool graphics, and the commentary was kind of I don't want to say dumbed down, but it, it was aimed towards younger listeners who didn't understand everything us wiser football fans already know, but. It was really interesting, and I thought it was – personally, I loved Nickelodeon. I, I, I would like to watch more football games from Nickelodeon, even despite the kind of like easy style 
of commentary just because it was so cool, you know? I wasn't a huge fan of it, to be honest. It just felt gimmicky to me. Yeah, well... I hate, I hate to be that guy, but I did not care for it. Well, to be fair, you're you're not a little kid anymore. Neither am I. But maybe the difference between us is like I still look at slime and I'm like, ooh, compared to you look at it and you're like, eh. That is definitely that is definitely a difference between us. Well, speaking of slime, as Sean Payton, head coach of the Saints, promised if they got the win, he was going to get slimed. Now, if you've kept up with Nickelodeon for years, you know, slime is usually some extravagant thing. They'll have like slime confetti cannons shoot out or huge like water park style buckets fall on your head. I mean, it's always a big deal when famous people get slimed. And they showed Sean Payton getting slimed. I don't know if you saw this. It, it was just a sand bucket. It, some random plastic bucket filled with a little bit of slime, poured it over his head. I mean, it was the saddest slime as a Nickelodeon fan that I've ever seen. I was very disappointed. Well, you know who else should be disappointed? Who? Bears fans. And do you know why? Because they lost a Cody, uh, they lost a playoff game without the aid of Cody Parkey. No, I don't even care about that. Let me make something very clear: them making the playoffs this year was one of the worst things that could have ever happened to this team. Because what this season now means is the Bears can keep telling themselves that they've been doing this right. They're keeping pace. They're keeping Nagy. They're probably going to keep Mitch Trubisky, and they're going to do the same thing next year. Because this team is run incompetently, but they made the playoffs because the Cardinals collapsed, and they can tell themselves that everything's fine. This game was the epitome of why everything they've been doing has not worked, and now they've been given an excuse to keep doing it. I don't even, like, the Saints aren't, the game isn't the story. The Saints aren't the story. We get to watch the Bears do this again next year. And frankly, good. If they want to be incompetent, I'm all for letting them be incompetent because this is going to be the same old Bears team as every year. Except maybe without Allen Robinson. You know, I actually agree with you. I really do. I do want to mention this, though. The outcome would have been the same. What do I, what do I mean by that? Well, as you know, if you listen to other episodes, it was kind of a neck-and-neck race between the Bears and the Cardinals to see who could give the other team that playoff spot. I mean, it really went back and forth, and it finally went to the Bears, who overall improved throughout the season. But you're right. They're going to have Mitch Trubisky, and he's probably not the answer. They're going to have Matt Nagy, and as a Chiefs fan who has had Matt Nagy in his coaching staff in years prior, I still don't think he's the answer. Chicago, are you really happy with your situation? It's just something you got to ask yourself, and I really hope the organization is asking themselves that as well. Well, they've clearly said yes. They've confirmed both will be back, both Pace and Nagy, and I think Trubisky, I don't see them moving on from him at this point. Yeah, you try to hold up to the Mahomes standards. Now, that 2017 draft, that was Trubisky, wasn't it? Yeah, Trubisky, Watson... And then Mahomes at yeah. 10. I don't, I'm not sure if that was the exact order. I think Watson went after Mahomes. But there were multiple quarterbacks taken before Mahomes, and that was the big deal. When Mahomes went and played Chicago, you know, a video was seen of him, like, counting up the number of spots the Chiefs drafted to get to him, like the number of picks it took for him to get drafted compared to Mr. Trubisky. I mean, it was savage. It was funny. But the truth hurts sometimes, you know? Trust me, the Bear fans have been hearing that truth all season long. That they have, and you know what? It doesn't seem like they're going to stop hearing that anytime soon. They need to make some changes in the organization that I think they're kind of just too proud to change. Too proud or too confused? And, you know, we talk about the Bears a lot. Not to take away from this Saints team, they played a really good game. And if you're a Saints fan, I would feel very confident moving forward because you have a really good team. Uh, as a Chiefs fan who really just scratched his head the entire time, 
he like the Chiefs played the Saints, I was just in awe of that defensive line. They can bully through any offensive line in the league, and that's a scary thing. They don't necessarily have all the stars on defensive line, but they don't not have stars. If that makes sense, if I can use the double negative, they are just scary and intimidating collectively. You know, like some teams have those certain players, those X factors, but the Saints as a whole are starting to look more like the X factor rather than just an individual person. So what you're saying is you would not describe the Saints defense as nameless gray faces? No, 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 no. Michael Jordan, obviously. Not Michael Jordan. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me who he is. Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan. Sorry. There you go. (laughs) Cam Jordan, obviously. Uh, Shy Tuttle's getting there. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> I've been a fan of him since Tennessee. But uh, they are not nameless gray faces, but the stars are setting the status quo, and the rest of the defensive line is catching up. They're playing as a complete unit. There's no gray name among all, anyone on that defensive line, in my opinion. They're all playing at a very high and very intimidating level, and I look forward to seeing what they can do. I, I I consider Cameron Jordan to be great. Well, I didn't say he wasn't great. I said he set the status quo, the standard. Yeah. So I guess, like, I'm not saying he's equal to his teammates, but I'm also saying his teammates aren't to be underestimated. Yeah, and that's what you need in the league. You can't – this isn't the uh, NBA. You need more than one player to win. And you can have all your players play like that then you're probably going to do pretty good. Yeah, and also, unlike the NBA, you don't go out and shop for other superstar players to add to your, quote, dream team. But who am I kidding? I'm just a little bit salty about that. Um, you, do, you do realize that the Chiefs signed Le'Veon Bell this season, okay. right? Okay, yeah. The, and the, the Bucks signed Antonio? an unproven, almost washed running back who's far beyond his glory days to a star-studded roster that they built themselves, that argument does not hold up, man. I'm sorry. And A.B.? What? And A.B. to the Bucks? You going to look at me and tell me he's washed? Yeah, but this is about the Buccaneers now, not the Chiefs. What are, what are you getting at? I think the Buccaneers are close to have done that, but not quite. I'm just saying... Yeah, nothing wrong with trying to build a super team. Oh, there's it's just playing for the rest of the league. There's nothing wrong with it until it gets shady. And as a Chiefs fan, I'll be the first to tell you that because I'm looking at all the deals we made last offseason and scratching my head, you know? Yeah. And I don't say that to like brag or say there's or say there's anything suspicious at all. I'm not going either of those directions. I'm just saying that's that's the way it was. And I'm happy as a Chiefs fan that I, that, that is a situation, and I hope it stays that way and that nothing nefarious comes out of that or any other team's situations, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, as far as A.B. is concerned, he's not out of, out of uh, the water just yet. He's got some other stuff he's dealing with, but we'll see what happens. He's certainly not washed. No, he's he's shown he can still play to that level, which for the rest of the league is a very scary concept. Especially if Tom Brady's your quarterback and you have another tight end who's a monster in Rob Gronkowski, and your backup wide receivers and tight ends really aren't bad whatsoever. And, you know, Mike Evans is also still there. Mm. Also about the hockey podcast, guys. Uh, we have a hockey podcast that's in its second season. Just a quick, small ad for you. Go give it a listen. Maybe you've never thought about hockey before. Maybe you have watched hockey your whole life. What if you if you're just interested in it whatsoever? Go ahead and give us a listen. We'll be having our second episode of the season coming out within the week, and we're super excited. Bolt take the Washington Capitals are nowhere near as bad as we thought they were. Ryan, keep that in mind. But without further ado, let's keep on going, shall we? Let's keep going to the one I'm sure you've been just itching to get to. 
not really, actually. I, I feel bad for you because I know what it's like for your team to lose, especially if you're the Steelers and you get – I'm not going to call it a blowout because it obviously wasn't, but Cleveland owned the game. Cleveland beat the Steelers 48-237 to move on to the next round of the playoffs. So how is it that in the same weekend, the Bills can win their first playoff game in over a quarter of a century – and no one cares about one day later, cares about that one day later, because the Browns go in and they beat the Steelers. It's impressive to me and good on both of those fan bases for their teams. Uh, this game was really, really interesting, though. I'm just going to let you go before you set me off, because once I get going, I'm not sure I'll stop. So I'm just going to let you go here for a little bit first. Okay, well. Basically, this the Browns got up to a 28-to-zip lead early on. That was in the first quarter. Um, I think that was the most points scored in the first quarter of a playoff game in NFL history. Any quarter. Any? Are you sure? What about uh, Super Bowl 52? Was it I believe. Double, I'll double-check what you keep talking. Uh, I, was, I know for a fact it's at least first quarter. Uh, it could be any quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. 28 points is a lot. It's four touchdowns. Uh, Steelers score one touchdown, and no one really cares because they're still down by three touchdowns. And Cleveland marches back, scores again, 35-7. to seven, And then it gets interesting. There was a very controversial fourth down play where Mike Tomlin decided to punt when he really should have gone for it. And everybody who's a fan was listening to Al Michaels in the commentary going, yeah, they really should have gone for it. Or not Al Michaels, Chris Chris Collinsworth, excuse me, uh, NBC's uh, Sunday Night Football commentator, and they didn't go for it. They had a chance to give themselves a chance to really get back in the game and end up losing by 11 points. The final score, 48-37. to The Browns are moving on. I can tell you the most all-time was actually set by Washington in 1987. They had 35 in the Super Bowl. Well, good for them. It's time for me to talk about this team, then. Go ahead. You asked the question, how did they manage to do it? Well, you kind of asked the question, and I'm going to pretend you did because it works well with my intro here. (laughs) How did they do it? How do they beat a Steelers team? Because this Steelers team has not changed. This entire season, I have been very much waiting for some sort of downfall. Some sort of struggle, some sort of collapse. I did not think 28 points in the first quarter was going to be it. I mean, let me make this clear. Nobody, and I mean nobody, gets out of this game without criticism. But let's start with the offense. Big Ben threw 500 yards and had a NFL record 47 completions. Let me put that into context. A guy who had elbow surgery that in probably any year other than this year makes him win comeback player of the year. It's that old. And you have him make 47 completions on, like, what, 68 attempts? For half a thousand yards. Are you kidding me? Is this team's run game and offensive line that pathetic that you have to have him throw 60 times? I'll name you every single quarterback that should be throwing 60 times in a game. Patrick Mahomes. Period. End of sentence. No one else. Maybe Rodgers once in a while. Maybe Watson once in a while. Period. No one else. How do you expect to win a game when you're throwing the ball 68 times, when you have the worst offense in terms of rushing in the entire league, when you give up a touchdown on the first play when you're on offense because your center snaps it over Big Ben's head? How do you come into another game this unprepared, talking trash again? It's the same thing. It's the same thing they've been doing for years. Except instead of A.B. throwing things out of his apartment, now it's TikTok dances and gray nameless faces. Like, I'm I'm mesmerized. 
I'm mesmerized that this team did it again. And oh, well, they made it close. It was an 11 point game. Those were all garbage time. Garbage time points. Great. Juju had a great game, and now he's going to earn a little extra money in free agency because he was clutch in the playoffs. Cool. I don't care. I can't even. That's the thing. Like, I want to be mad at Big Ben, too, because I mean, the guy threw four interceptions. How can you blame him? Like, how can you blame him more than just saying, ah, you should have done better? Well, he threw 60 times. Yeah, when you throw over 60 times, four interceptions really doesn't seem too bad. I mean, it's not great. It's about an interception every 15 attempts, which isn't great, but it's also the predictability of it. All that team had to do was sit there and prevent and go, yeah, no, you just waste your time. You do your five-yard slants. We don't care. And that's what they did. And then you know what the Steelers did after the game? They didn't get humbled. They didn't learn their lesson and go, ah, that was a good game. They doubled down. They decided that the team that just whooped them up the field and back down it was the team that they needed to trash talk. I have never seen a more ignorant, self-indulging team in my life. Chase Claypool, oh yeah, they're going to get kicked in the next round. Okay, at least they're going to the next round. When's the last time you got to say the same thing? I've seen this game before. I watched this game. It was against Jacksonville. It was also in the playoffs. And they were going, oh, we're going to take down the Patriots. They didn't make it to the Patriots. Oh, they're going to get killed by the Chiefs. Well, you didn't make the Chiefs. You lost again because this team is not prepared. I like Mike Tomlin. He does a great job. There's something missing there. There's something he's not doing that's not working. Why is this team doing this? Why are they allowed to do this? Week in and week out. I just. Why do you keep giving teams motivation? I disagree. I disagree with what you just said about Mike Tomlin. This was not his best coached game. It cannot be. When in the first quarter of play, you fall down 28 to nothing. It cannot be with one decision when you somehow, between luck and a little bit of effort, put yourself in a position to start coming back, make a dumb fourth down decision that becomes an internet meme. You cannot be when you allow not only your players to trash talk after they just got whooped in the first round of the playoffs. By the way, the entire city of Cleveland, congratulations. This is the hope that you've been waiting for. This is what you needed as a city. And as a fan of sports in general, I could not be more happy for you. But what Pittsburgh did to you, quite frankly, is not respect. That's not humility. And by the way, that's not rivalry. That's stupidity. That is selfish indulgement, and I really hope that Mike Tomlin grows up and takes ownership of this team. How much more drama is going to be in this organization before they finally start to wake up? You know, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. You know, let's let's turn back the clock, shall we? Antonio Brown starts going downhill. Le'Veon Bell before that was getting cranky and decided to sit out and had a little like pity party. And I'm still not crazy high on Le'Veon Bell, even though he's with the Chiefs. He does not get a pass. Let's keep going. All these accusations gets Big Ben being a horrible teammate, and he's still not overcome those accusations. Okay, so you give him some new weapons. Give him Juju. Give him Chase Claypool. And guess what? They're just as selfish. They want the catches, and they will tick-tock and brag all they want. But right now, their final record of, what was it, 12-4 and means nothing. They're out of the playoffs. And Mike Tomlin, the oh-so-mighty Super Bowl-winning champion head coach, where is he now? He is the captain on a ship of hot mess. That is who he is. And you know, Big Ben, quite frankly, is his first mate who can somehow throw four interceptions while throwing for over 500 yards and over 40 completions. Does that stat make sense to you? It does to me. Because when you fall behind 28 points, you need to save as much clock as possible, which means you shouldn't be able to allow yourself to get a big head and and think it's okay to punt. It's not okay to punt when you're still down that – I'm sorry if I'm ranting just as much as you were, but I had my own emotions about this game as well. It wasn't played fair. It wasn't played nicely. And I'm with you, Ryan, 100%.
I think you know what? Like, here's the thing. I'm gonna give Mike Tomlin a little bit of a break because last year we didn't make the playoffs, but it was a good year. You know, you were playing Mason Rudolph as our quarterback, and we, you know, everything was quiet until he got hit in the helmet. Yeah, obviously. To be fair, (laughs) if if they stayed quiet after that, I would have had issues. And that was a good year. It was a good development year. It was a good cleansing year. And you know what? Even if we missed the playoffs, there were steps taken this year. So he can do it. We've seen him do it. He just needs to go into that locker room and say, listen, are you here for the team or are you here for you? And the anyone whose actions or words say that they're here for them needs to go. We spent years cleaning up this team. Randy Fincher is gone now. That is the biggest step we could have taken that guy has been nothing but a yes man to ben roethlisberger his entire tenure here it has not worked he's dull he's unoriginal thank goodness he's gone that is a huge step forward juju i don't know i'd take him back but he needs to change and quickly he was supposed to be the savior from all the drama he was supposed to be the savior from all that crap and then he embodied it the defense you're gonna miss bud dupree you missed him tonight. You missed him in this game. You're going to miss him when he's gone because he's going to be gone. We don't have the money for him because Big Ben makes $41 million against the cap next year. $41 million. You're not winning next year if he's making that money and he's playing the way he played this season. Congratulations. You can throw five yard check downs and trust your receivers to get stuff done. That's cool. That's, that's the hallmark of a $40 million quarterback. Next year's a punted year. Go out, you draft a running back, and maybe if you get a good offensive coordinator and your running game develops, maybe you've got a shot. But if that doesn't happen, I'm throwing in the towel for next season already. And if they don't change their attitude that they've carried with them for, what, like half a decade, excluding last year, then they're going to go nowhere, and they're not going to deserve to go anywhere. I Again, people in my house thought I was insane for predicting the Steelers to lose every week. I was like, the streak's going to end this week. And they're like, what do you mean? And then the streak wouldn't end. And they go, huh, see? And it's like, no, no, no. It's coming. It always comes with this team. If Mike Tomlin does not take us to a Super Bowl next year, he's got to go. Wow. Loyalty's great. Loyalty's great. I don't care. I don't even care about the performance. I don't care about this game. I care about the issues that have been malignant in this team for as long as I can remember. I care about the lack of control, the lack of accountability and responsibility that is on this team. He's a great coach and he's going to go somewhere like, I don't know, maybe, maybe even a team like the bears. They could pick him up. He would do great there. He'd do great things. He'd develop the players real good. But if he cannot figure out how to handle a locker room, then he's never going to get to the Super Bowl again. And certainly not with a locker room that is as colorful as this team is. Show me you're not who I think you are. I said that to you. Yeah. You showed me who you were, who I thought you were. This is it. I'm getting off the train after this year on the Mike Tomlin support. I can't do it anymore. He's a great coach, but he can't do it here. And it might be time to start looking at other options because we're going to go through this cycle again. It's going to happen. And I swear to goodness, if you think Mason Rudolph is the quarterback of the future, I am going to throttle you. It is going to happen. Josh Dobbs. I'd almost rather at this point. You know what? At least we don't know what he's going to do. We know what Rudolph's going to do. You know, if you're to ask me my opinion on Mike Tomlin, I'm just going to be straight up with you. I can define Mike Tomlin in one play. Fourth down. That fourth down play against the Browns in the playoff, that is – Mike Tomlin, in a nutshell, he can come back and be an amazing coach when he wants to. But when he gets comfortable, he lets his guard down and he punts the football. That's who he is. He's never the aggressor in any situation. And he lets not only teams like Cleveland walk all over him when it matters, but also his own locker room, as you said earlier. And And Jacksonville. And, yeah, quite frankly, and Jacksonville. Where do I go with this? What I'm saying is you pose the question, or not the question, the comment that if he doesn't win the Super Bowl next year, you want him gone. I don't think – Or get to – 
I just or I don't think that's a Super Bowl or bust team next year. Mike Tomlin is too talented a head coach when he wants to be talented. That is not Super Bowl or bust, but it certainly isn't jolly rainbow sunshine, happy days up in Pittsburgh. It's not been for quite a while now. I'll take a conference championship at uh, birth. I'd accept that. As long as he keeps the drama quiet when he does it, I'd accept that. But I, I can't take anything less and believe that it's not going to happen again the year after. I need to know that once and for all, this team that we just watched is gone. I don't want to see them on the field again. I don't want to see this iteration of this team like that. I don't want that mindset. I don't want that lack of anything, really. 28 to nothing. Listen, the defense was a little bit, you know, screwed over in that game. Let's be real. It's kind of hard to succeed when they're giving you your, your offense prime field position every time against you. I'm fine with the defense. I think they did a good job. They've been developed well. But that's only half the team. And when your offense is as pathetic as this team's was until the game was already over, because, I mean, it's 28 nothing. They're not coming back. They weren't coming back from that. Well, then, of course, you're going to get absolutely destroyed. 48 points? I mean, come on. It's just, you know, it's the same old team. It's the same story over and over and over. And Pittsburgh fans, you've been living it for a while. But you know you know who else has lived the same story over and over? Cleveland. Let's not take away the cultural issues of the Steelers. Let's not let's not take away Cleveland's win out of Pittsburgh's issues, you know? Cleveland worked and earned that win against. Quite frankly, say what you want. Pittsburgh's good. They're good. Okay. They're good. Yeah, they're talented. When they want to be good, they're good. And Pittsburgh owned the game, whether that was uh, – sorry, Cleveland owned the game, whether that was Pittsburgh's own demise or whether it was Cleveland just outplaying them. Who cares because Cleveland has the W. Great on Cleveland. I mean, you know, you get trashed all week and go in with no practices and say, you know what, we're going to show you what we are. And they did this. They've built, they've built a good culture this year. I like what Stefanski's done. Baker is, you know, like we said, he was going to be the key, and he delivered. This team has a good future, and I I wish it wasn't against us, but you know what? They needed a big step, and this was it. Oh, and one more thing. Coach Stefanski wasn't even coaching that game. He was quarantined, watching his team play from his basement. Mm-hmm. So, good on you, Browns fans. You scare me as a team because I'm a Chiefs fan and we play each other this upcoming week. But best of luck to you. I'll be disappointed if my Chiefs lose, of course. But if it couldn't be me, at this point, I'm happy it's you. So Disagree. disagree. (laughs) You're just salty. I never said I wasn't. (laughs) Well, we got to move on because... Okay, no, no, no. We'll go over one more thing. The game pick results. Now, this will be posted either today or tomorrow. So, if you're listening and you also follow the Instagram and you're wondering, well, where are the game picks? Well, you're going to get them eventually. But this is the standings after the wild cards. And Ryan, heads up, what I just sent you, do not post that because there's a typo. But Oh, okay. Good to know. The stats are, Ryan, you went 4-2. and two. So 67% correct. I went three and three. The only difference being that one game we disagreed on. Otherwise, I would have been right there with you. Our totals for this season, both kind of improved. Not me because I went 50%. But you improved to 57 and 26, while I am at 46 and 37. I don't think either of us have horrible records in the grand scheme of making predictions. And I'm quite proud of both of us, and I'm certainly impressed by you. It's always always a mystery how your predictions are going to go, and you know what? I can't complain. I'm feeling pretty good, and uh, a big uh, prediction championship has arrived, and I I don't know if we ever agreed how that's going to play out, but we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Now, I know what y'all are thinking. Okay, it's the same story every week. They're going to do game picks, then they're going to do game predictions, and then they're going to shout out some random 
person I don't know. And then the podcast going, nope, not today. Ryan, do you know what we have for the first time in forever? No, I don't, because you don't tell me things. Well, you actually should know this. We have news. We do. Uh, I probably know what the news is. I just don't know that we're telling it. Well, I'll go ahead and just say some of the headlines. Former college national winning championship coach Urban Meyer is now the new head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a very skilled coach who left Ohio State University after some medical issues, has decided to come out of retirement in the world of football, and has taken his skill set to the next level in the National Football League. I think this is a great move on behalf of not only the Jaguars organization, but just very good news for Gardner Minshew, all things considered, as well as Trevor Lawrence. Uh, and quite ironic that Urban Meyer will likely be the head coach of Trevor Lawrence. So just keep that in mind. Uh, did you see that? I did. Could you imagine he just dressed Justin Fields anyway? <laughs> that would be funny. And honestly, I wouldn't blame them. It could work. It I could wouldn't fault him for it. But keep in mind, I'm, I don't know if Justin Fields was ever coached by Urban Meyer because of when he left and when Justin arrived at Ohio State. But we'll see. Now, speaking of Ohio State, Ohio State played Alabama in the national championship game and got their rears handed to them. It wasn't even close. Nick Saban probably had one of his most talented teams he's ever had and completed an undefeated season in less than ideal circumstances, but still they got over 12 wins that season. And good for you, Alabama fans, for winning once again. More news. The Eagles at one point said, you know what? We don't want to fire was Doug Peterson. Yeah, we don't want to fire Doug Peterson. He took us to a Super Bowl, the Philly special. And then they pulled the Uno reverse card on him, Ryan. They did what had to be done. They did what everyone knew had to be done. Now Nick Foles and Doug Peterson are out of the Philly special picture in Philadelphia because they let him go. And have they hired someone back yet? I don't think they have. I don't think they've hired mm-hmm. anyone new. Uh, no, not yet. They are looking at a few guys, though. But if they are, that person will not be Robert Sala, the defensive coordinator from uh, San Francisco, who uh, played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl last year. He is taking his mind to the uh, Jets organization. Great hire. It really is. And I'm sorry for Lions fans because I know they really wanted him, but he went with New York and good on him. Also, fun fact, he becomes the first uh, Arab American Muslim, I believe is what I saw, to become an NFL head coach. So good for him. Good for diversity. And I'm really happy for the Jets organization right now. He's the he's a character guy that they needed and have not had in a long time. That's the thing I, that's really stuck out when I've been reading about him. Is they say he's a great leader, and that's what this team needs. Yeah, he reminds me, as far as energy goes, he can level with the players. He's a Mike Rabel type of figure, but he might be a little bit smarter in all honesty. We'll have to see. Top five uh, defense. Yeah, absolutely. With all the injuries. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers are basically playing their second team all year long and still put up a fight against every team they played, so good on him. Uh, let's see, is there more uh, head coach, head coaching news that I'm missing? Um, Cowboys brought in Dan Quinn as their defensive coordinator. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty big. Uh, not too, too excited about that. It's kind of like, cool, you hired someone. Good for you. Uh, it's okay, I guess. little scary when you consider he's the master of blowing leads, but like when he's not blowing leads, he's pretty good defensively. It's just, you know, he always is blowing leads. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. He's a great defensive mind whenever your team is, it has a record of 3-12 and 12 in Week 17. So, good for you, Cowboys, I guess. He could work, but he could also very not. So we've gone over some news, and 
yeah, there was a lot to talk about. Also, um, after this is some, uh, there is some more news. Let me look at this while it's loading. Uh, okay, Titans offensive coordinator Arthur Smith is now the new Falcons head coach. Oh, I did see that actually. I did. Re- I do remember seeing that now. So that's some big news out of Nashville, or ra- rather out of Atlanta from Nashville. Also, Dan Campbell will likely, he's currently the favorite to be the new Lions head coach. So Dan Campbell is the head coach slash tight ends coach at the Saints, or assistant head coach slash tight ends coach with the Saints. So that's a little bit of an interesting pick going with a tight ends coach, but we'll see if it works. And not a name I'm very familiar with, to be honest with you. Yeah, not many people are, but maybe the Lions see something that we don't. Also, keep in mind a lot of stuff to consider with Deshaun Watson. He is making some noise about being traded and moved from the Texans. And honestly, can you blame him? Please go to Pittsburgh. Please go to Pittsburgh. Please go to Pittsburgh. Please go to Pittsburgh. It could happen. It could happen. Oh, wait. No, it won't because Bill O'Brien is no longer there general manager okay never mind uh sorry bud all right well that's it for news now we actually do have to go into predictions ryan are you ready i'm ready i'm so excited there's so much to consider and when we get to the ravens bills game let me talk for a bit before you make your pick okay all right uh rams Rams, and the packers rams lose packers win I'm pretty confident that a one-armed Jared Goff is not taking down pissed-off Aaron Rodgers. I'm not entirely sure that statement is correct because, keep this in mind, the Rams have the number one scoring defense while the Packers have the number one scoring offense. I'm st- I I just got my, my guns on this. I'm taking Packers. Okay, well, I'm going to reword something you said earlier. I'm not sure the Rams can stop Devontae Adams. I think this could be a, a big, big game for him. We'll see we'll see what happens. Oh actually, uh, I want to disagree with I I mean Ramsey. Uh, he's been he's been insane this season. If you look at the stats against some of the best players, he has been a shutdown machine. As to be anticipated, you know he's Gone to Sean McVay's team and adjusted well, especially near the postseason. Uh, yeah, I still got to pick Packers. I'm with you. No, there's a lot of stuff to consider, but the Rams just aren't as good a team on paper or in real life as the Packers, and I hope they don't prove me wrong. Uh, next up is the Ravens and Bills. I want you to consider this. A red-hot Lamar Jackson and his team gets their groove back, proves they're still as scary as they could or can be, rather, is going to Buffalo. Why is that important? Lamar Jackson has been talking about the weather. He is yet to play a game in snow. And what is Buffalo going to get this weekend? Almost confirmed, snow. And a lot of it. Is this a possible downfall to the Ravens? Uh, I don't think so. I think at the end of the day where he's a bit more of a rushing quarterback, I don't think that's going to affect him in the way it might affect uh, Tom Brady playing there for the first time, which obviously he played New England, so far from his first time. But I think where he's a lot of a rusher as much as he's a passer, I think he can make it work. I think if they lose, I don't know that the weather's going to be a huge impact on that. You know... I've gone back and forth. I really have. I disagree. I think the Bills are winning this football game. I'm not even saying that they aren't going to win. I'm just saying I don't think the snow is going to be what does it. Oh, who do you think is going to win? Well, isn't that the tough question? I'm just going to go against you just for the sake of going against you. Very few teams are able to, you know, laugh their way to the conference finals in their first year in playoffs. Buffalo's had a few chances to learn. So is Baltimore. 
I'm going to trust Baltimore's development a little bit more. Yeah, even despite that record that says 11-5 and five in the regular season, what you said is key, development. And that is who the Ravens are as a team. They've developed really well when all seemed lost. Lamar Jackson became Superman. You know what had happened, right? <laughs> what? It happened when he took his, uh, <laughs> sorry, had his cramps. <laughs> That's what turned the season around. And you know what? I think he's going to take a cramp all over the Bills. <laughs> Don't eat brown snow, man. Don't eat brown snow. I will try. <laughs> I still think the Bills are going to win. I think Josh Allen's a better quarterback acclimated for these type of environments. However, the lack of experience would mean a lot if Lamar Jackson hadn't just won his first ever playoff game against the Titans. Uh, moving on, another difficult game to call. These are all difficult games to call, really. Browns mm-hmm. at Kansas City. <sighs> part of me wants to take the Browns, and I'm going to let that part went out. Sammy Watkins did the thing that you don't do. He trashed the Browns. Stop trashing the Browns, guys. It doesn't work. I think the football gods will punish him for his for his arrogance, and the Browns will win. Yeah, I'm not crazy about Sammy Watkins, especially for doing that. I didn't like it one bit. Um, it's a head-scratcher. You know, this is a Super Bowl-caliber team in Kansas City, and it's almost, if not is, a Super Bowl-caliber team in Cleveland. Who do you go with? Do I let my bias win out? Is is my bias the same as what I feel is true? Yeah, I, I would not say there's any bias if you pick the Chiefs to win a game at any point. I think overall, we need experience. Andy Reid is 7-0 and as a head coach against Cleveland. Now, keep in mind, we've seen some many, 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 many different forms of the Browns throughout their history. But none of those forms have ever been as talented as they are right now, with the exception of pre-Super Bowl times. Think on that. The Chiefs won their first Super Bowl in 50 years last season. You know who's been waiting even longer? Cleveland. Yet to get their name written next to the Lombardi. I would also just like to point something out very quickly. Sure. I just used in my argument the idea of very few teams ever get to the conference finals without getting humbled in the playoffs, and I have still picked the Browns. And you know... I really flipped on that one. (laughs) That's okay, though, because everything is situational, but that point is honestly what's making me pick the Chiefs. I think the experience went out. Sammy Watkins has a right to brag, but it doesn't mean it's cool. I don't approve of it. And he had one good game last week-ish. Not last week, two weeks ago-ish. But he's or three weeks ago, sorry, against the Falcons. Again, ish. But yeah, uh, Chiefs win. So if you use my logic and you're right, do I get like half a game? No. Ah, darn. No, I'm picking Chiefs, you're picking Browns. And then lastly, another coin toss, in my opinion Buccaneers at Saints. I'm, I'm taking the Saints. I could see the Buccaneers pulling something off. I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't really have a reason on this one. I'm just feeling it's the Saints. You know, do you go with Tom Brady, who's doing his hardest to bring a Super Bowl to Tampa Bay? Or do you go with Drew Brees, who's been waiting for this for the past few years and has been really just let down by the referees in the NFL for quite some time. You know? I don't accept the referees as an excuse. Well, no, I don't either. But there has been some conflict with it in the past. It's made a lot of noise. I'm picking Tom Brady. I'm picking the Buccaneers. Fair enough. Considering I had no reason why I wouldn't pick them, I can't really, uh, really rack on yours. Yeah, so the only game we agree on is we have the Packers beating the Rams, 
we take the opposite opinion of each other in the remaining three games. A quick recap. We both had the Rams losing to the Packers. You have the Ravens beating the Bills, and I think contrary. I have the Chiefs beating the Browns, and you think contrary. And I have the Buccaneers being the Saints. Well, you have the Saints being the Buccaneers. Now, I would like to point out, I praised the Saints earlier. They really could go all the way this year. And I wouldn't be surprised if they did. But I just have a feeling. And Tom Brady, with a chance to play for a Super Bowl in his home stadium, who but Tom Brady could do that, you know? Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he could ever make the playoffs. Uh, That's actually a good point. Maybe Gardner Minshew on an off day. But we'll probably never know. (laughs) Well, here we are, nearing the close of another fantastic episode. Ryan, do you want to take the first shout-out? I'm going to give a shout-out to a buddy of mine. Okay. I'm going to give a shout-out to my buddy, Rayon. You see, when I'm not doing football, I'm a big writer. I love writing scripts, but recently I haven't really been feeling writing scripts. And he was like, Hey, you got five days. It's a challenge. Write a script. And ever since then I've been writing again and it's not football related. And frankly, I don't care. He got me back in my feet a little bit and I appreciate that. So Rayon, I'm going to have to tell you to listen to this podcast. So you actually know this exists, but thank you. Rayon is what you said. He's named Rayon. Yes. That is so cool. Rayon, uh, when you do, if you do listen to this podcast episode, let us know if you heard a weird clicking sound or hitting sound against uh, Ryan's side because I've heard it again on and off throughout this episode. And it's getting I mean, I did, I did knock something over at one point, but I think that's not what you're talking about. Yeah, I've not heard it as much. And that honestly might have been it in my mind. She's making me go crazy. But still, if you heard it, let us know. We love you. Now, my shout-out is a little bit different. My shout-out is a little bit goofy. Are you ready? I'm ready. Ryan, you're going to like this. Am I? Yes. Okay, let's hear it. My shout-out goes to you, Ryan. Go on. You see... You're just such a good friend, and you're always on top of things. Even when you're busy or I'm busy, we always find a way to record these podcast episodes. So for perspective listeners, when I'm spamming Ryan out the wazoo to record an episode, and he doesn't just block me, that's a sign of friendship. Get you a friend who won't just block you when you, when you spam them. All right? And you who know, are your friends? Who do you talk to other than me? I have I have my people. And they block you? No, I don't spam them. I just spam you. Ah, okay. I was going to say, you might need new friends then. <laughs> well, thank you for being so tolerable, and I've really enjoyed doing these podcasts with you. All right. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. That's not how this story happened. I've been terrible with responding all week. I've been just atrocious. I've been out like every single night doing something. So I have kind of left him on the hook a little bit, and we were supposed to get this done earlier. So while it's true, he did spam me, and blocking him did not once cross my mind. This episode also could have been out like three or four days ago. So there's good and there's bad there, and the truth deserves to be known. Well, the truth is we're going to get this episode out, and I really hope you guys enjoy it. We have been growing steadily as a podcast, and next season we have big, big things planned. We are really excited because next next year we're both going to be, you know, away. You know, we both took some time away, but we're going to – wait, can I say that, Ryan? Can I say what we're doing? I, I'll just not. I'll just not say what we're doing. But we will be on our own pass, and maybe in some weird way it will be a little bit easier for us to make a schedule. Structure always helps. Well, Ryan, anything else you'd like to say? Um – trying to think if there's anything we've missed i don't really think so all right hold on there's one more article i'm looking at all right uh yeah so 
Josh Gordon was suspended indefinitely after the NFL rescinds conditional reinstatement. Oh, again. Again. I love that guy. Just let him play. Yeah, especially if he's put himself in a situation doing things that are now legal in the eyes of the NFL. So, kind of yeah, that's, that's, on their part, but... That's a very good point. Well, it is what it is. Josh Gordon... If you're listening to us, you're probably high as a kite, so you won't remember any of this five seconds from now, but we're praying for you, buddy. Honestly, if he's listening to us, I'm high as a kite on life. <laughs> yeah, but we'll never know because he's not going to remember by like letting us know. You know what? The victories I don't know about are still victories. You know what? For what it's worth, he probably is listening to us right now. Or there's some other guy also named Josh Jordan who or Josh Gordon who does not play in the NFL. See, the Jordan slash Gordon slash Cameron slash Michael names are also easy to get confused. I don't know. Michael and Cameron are a little bit a little bit different. Eh, maybe. All right. Well, that's all I got, Ryan. That's all I've got. Y'all, thank you so much for tuning in. I am Wyatt Fairman. As always, I'm alongside Ryan Pulsiver. <laughs>